Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Mrs. Silverfax swings into the sex apartment to answer all of our questions about their poly journey. She tells us all about her very merry unboyfriend dungeon master Dom and her lesbian fuck fight. And we're back at the sex apartment. Last week... We were talking with uh, Mr. Silver Fox and Lily about their new boyfriend-girlfriend status. When I had heard it on the Silver Fox Swing Set podcast, I had about 100 questions. And by the time the episode was over, I had about 1,000 for Mrs. Silver Fox. So I said, (laughs) let's get her in now. So with that, welcome to the sex apartment, Mrs. Silver Fox. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Let's jump in. Chapter one. Yeah, let's jump into this from your (laughs) angle. At what point did the two of you decide maybe exploring a girlfriend, side piece, any kind of action? So before the joke in the kitchen happened about us making friends with swingers, there had been a conversation where he got put on a medication that made his sex drive completely out of control. And he has a higher sex drive than I do anyway, Mm -hmm. but it was amplified like 10 times when he started the medication. And I just said, I wish you would get a girlfriend. And he was almost offended by it. Interesting. Yeah, because he didn't want me to feel like I wasn't enough. And, and again, that was, that was pre-jump in the lifestyle. Oh, pre-that. So, okay, so. so then when the lifestyle thing happened, it was we kind of brought it up like, remember remember when I said that one time you should have a girlfriend? And we're so mad. And now look at all the fun we have and <laughs> all the things we do. I'm not sure how long ago it was. I want to say maybe it was over the summer that he had a, developed a crush, which I thought was great. I celebrated it because I love crushes. Mm-hmm. He felt a different way about it. It was kind of up and down, and in the end, he didn't really like it, but we sort of felt like there was maybe something there, like he needed something more than just sex from his interactions with females. I'm always open to energy exchanges, I guess, and it opened the door to the conversation, and we know a couple people that identify as Polly, and we have a couple friends who have a girlfriend, whether she's shared between them or just his or just hers or whatever. We just kind of opened ourselves up to the idea of it. Right. Was this before or after you started with your side piece, very merry, unboyfriend, for those who have not heard those terms? I do. I have a a very merry unboyfriend. When he heard that they had the girlfriend kind of Mm -hmm. title worked out and were comfortable to use it, he's kind of like, well, what? I don't really like being called your side piece. And so he called me his very married ungirlfriend. Very married ungirlfriend. So that to me then just became because he's not married. Right. You know, he's just and he's not really that married either, but (laughs) whatever. He's I want to say mine came first. Okay. Um, But before him and I even got together, one, he's not lifestyle. Two, he's not non-monogamous. He's always had a monogamous mindset. So we developed a friendship. And then I told Mr. Silver Fox that if the opportunity presented itself, I would love to have sex with this guy. And it was months of conversation and them meeting and that kind of thing before Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, I love you. I trust you. Do your thing. And he was already kind of maybe talking to her at the time. Okay. I don't know. But it's probably pretty close. Okay. Because we were talking and thinking back on your last four episodes where it was kind of tease this and, well, maybe we want to do this. And then all of a sudden you're like, so I really wanted you to invite your girlfriend to the party. So we did. And when I asked him a timeline, I'm like, whoa, we missed a month and a half of some yeah. shit here. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you you've met her. She's mm-hmm. awesome. I you know, I don't I hate to use the cliche, oh, you know, things just happened, but things just kind of happened. She's I mean, she's smart, she's funny, and it just kind of worked out and that's already something that he was actively considering and her timeline matched up the same way where she mm-hmm. was sort of seeking to explore the same ideas. Right. So, oh. girl code, I totally wanted to text you and be like, "So, do we like this bitch?" Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, wait, I'm sure that they're probably like cool about this, but <laughs> uh, But after I heard so the podcast, <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> uh, well, and that the night that we recorded our last podcast, I mean, I drink every single podcast podcast obviously but by the time we finished the podcast i said seriously how long did we gush about her i kind of feel like it was forever like we took longer to do that but honestly she's so great you know you met her she's yes. great she's great I, I see i see the wheels turning. turning i feel are you gonna barbara walters me i'm trying not to listen i have very few feelings so if you think i'm gonna cry on this i, I actually said how great would it be if i could make her cry <laughs> said that before he's like i'm making her cry i just wanted to do it for jokes on you i'm kind of into that and and when he said that i was like no you're not she's no way she just turned me on a little bit (laughs) you mentioned that this kind of started because over the summer he had a crush yeah well i think the conversation started there because we both felt really differently about it i Mm -hmm. love crushing i love even before we were in the lifestyle, I crush really easily, um, especially with people I work with. It just kind of happens. And I before never acted on it. And still, I don't think I've ever acted on it with anyone at work. But I mean, not to say I wouldn't right. if <laughs> I mean, if it was the right person. <laughs> For lack of a better term, it looks like he fell hard and clicked really well in a short amount of time with this one. Honestly, I yeah, I would agree with that. I think I noticed that before he noticed that. And what was his reaction to you noticing that? He listened to, I don't even remember the name of it, but it was a polyamory podcast. He asked me if I felt like their relationship was crossing any of our boundaries Mm -hmm. and how I felt about the relationship. And this was after we had all kind of hung out together. I've hung out with her separately. So it's like, you know, we clearly all get, she's, I hangs out with my kid. It's like, get along. But I guess being asked that the only time where I felt like we had to have a conversation about any kind of boundary was trying to balance the time that they were in like the getting to know you phase the like the new relationship energy phase mm-hmm. where it's, you know, 20 questions and, are, you know, everybody's just flirting just a little bit. It's cute and it's wholesome. And the, But the time she was available to have those conversations was the time that we were all kind of home at night. In that same token, I was trying to figure out the appropriate time to talk to my person, too. And his time was different than everyone else's time. Mm -hmm. So we kind of had to come together and have a conversation about time boundaries. Okay. Where neither one of us has to feel bad and neither one of the other people have to feel bad if one of us says like, hey, it's time to cut this off. You know, we need to be focusing on home. So- And that went over smooth and everybody was- Yeah. I don't really feel like it was an issue afterwards, but a lot of times I don't feel the issue to begin with. Like I kind mm-hmm. of felt like it was silly when he was like, how do you feel about my relationship? Well, I was, if I had a problem, i, I I'd see say you it. was that open arms and- so yeah. if there's a problem, I'm letting you fucking right. know. If yeah. there's a problem, I'm going to fucking say it. Like, everybody's going to know it. We're all going to know it together. <laughs> and I actually, I currently have an issue with her that I have not discussed with her. Ooh. It's not as spicy as you might think. <laughs> no. but it's, I'll um, take it. It's an issue. But it's a little Drama bit inconsiderate. <laughs> so get out your teacups because here it comes. <laughs> all right. This bitch had the gall oh boy. to go on a bachelorette party weekend on a weekend when I was biologically indisposed. And I just feel like that was really rude of her. <laughs> we haven't talked about it yet, but I talked to Mr. Silver Fox about it and told him I'm going to bring it up. It's understandable. <laughs> and we're going to have a talk about it. That's like fucking it. rude. <laughs> now, I do want to preface this whole discussion with the fact that you have not gotten a chance to hear last week's episode yet. Sure. Because we are recording this just a pinch before that comes out. So you're kind of going in blind, but I kind of enjoy that. Joke's on you. (laughs) Guess what? Guess what else I might be into? (laughs) Nice. Which came first, introducing to lifestyle friends or the kids? The kid. Okay. 
for sure. Whose idea was it to uh, open up that can of worms? Honestly, I'm not sure whose idea that was, but she has a child that's about the same age. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a, I think everybody kind of decided that maybe. And how did that go over in your world? The kids got along great. We already liked her and they kind of, you know, they're teenagers, so they kind of disappear and do their own thing. And I don't know. I don't know what teenagers do when they (laughs) hang out. Weird teenagerhood rat shit. I'm I'm not really sure. (laughs) I'm not really sure. He said he struggled with balancing his attention between the two of you. Did you feel that or only felt it once he said something? I think the only time I felt that was like that new getting to know you phase because when him and I get home at the end of the day, we give each other like 15 minutes and sometimes it's on the phone when one of us in transit or whatever and you can bitch about work. Mm Mm-hmm. After that, you have to shut the fuck up about work because we can sit and bitch all day about work. No one wants to do that. That's a thing that we just do. When him and I got home and had the conversation where we're just spitting stuff back and forth, that was the end of that. And then because she had time available... Mm-hmm. Then they would get on the phone and it was like, I got the good stuff after she got the good stuff. Cause I got the bad stuff first. Mm-hmm. But he, and when he did bring it up, that's the thing I brought up. Like that feels kind of unbalanced, but also I kind of feel like I'm special because I get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't share that with other people. That's right. I'm the wife. So that's and part even of though, the duties yeah. of a wife, <laughs> but even though it's like, you know, back and forth, crybaby stuff about work, like that's, that's still mine. I get that. So once we got past that, I never felt that way. And from my point of view, it's not really that difficult for him to balance. Like, Uh, like I I still could. Here's the world's smallest violin crying you a fucking (laughs) song Mm -mm. because we collaborate our schedules so that you have time to (laughs) fuck your girlfriend. And then we, you know, we make sure that we reconnect and we like, we're, you're balancing a life of women that want to have sex with you. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Just thinking of it is just the the pressure to keep two of you people. (laughs) Two of you. That. You people. What do you mean? You You people. You mean? You you know fucking exactly what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) He did pick similar girls. So oh it is you. God. That I mean there that is. is true. That's the first time we hung out together and spent any kind of real time together. We drove to Michigan together, so it's like a couple hours there, you know, hanging out at dispensary, driving a couple hours back. It's like we had a lot of time to talk about things Everything. girls talk about. Here's, you know, here's all my emotional damage and sexual trauma and here's how I deal with it. And we both have like, a lot of the same like look at us. We're so too. fucked up together. Look at us. So I don't How know. How was that car ride? It honestly, it was fun and hilarious, and my cheeks hurt when I was done. But those are always the best nights. I mean, the way back is always more fun. But yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. it was a good time. It was fun. So then you bring up the idea of bringing her to a lifestyle party. Mm-hmm. When he got into this, what was your picture of how their relationship would be? Did you see this as another swinging piece? Honestly, you know, I go into a lot of things with no expectations, but I didn't have an inkling of what to expect Mm -hmm. in the poly journey. Once we both said it out loud and had the conversation about it, you know, on the podcast, outside of the podcast, we do a lot of, a lot of talking. I never shut up. So, you know, this is what we do. One of the things I like about you. Yeah. Oh, stop. (laughs) So after we opened up to the conversation, we were both just kind of like, let's play it by ear, have a conversation the whole way through and just see what happens. I still don't know what to expect from all of this. Okay. Because when I first heard you guys talking about the girlfriend, in my mind, I'm thinking basically a possessive unicorn where she's just our extra single girl, even though she's married. She spends more time with him. Yes. And, yeah. And it, it's more of a sexual thing. And I had never really looked at the poli side and the relationship building and the it's more than just the sex side. Is there a question there? Uh, no, I'm working towards it. I'm working towards it. <laughs> Your Hallmark card me. I kind of like it. <laughs> so where you got the idea of, oh, let's bring her to the sex club is exactly the path that I would have said, yeah, let's bring her to the sex club because this is, we're in the lifestyle, we're going there. Of course you should bring your girlfriend. Yeah, this is us, this is what we do. I was shocked to hear his, whoa, wait a minute, (laughs) reaction. And we did dig into that with him and what his train of thought there was. 
again, you have no expectations going into this, but you had to at least have a thought of how you felt that night was going to go. I don't know that I did. So fun fact, the SD parties always fall on me being biologically indisposed as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of times I'm there to be social. And I don't know. I thought, one, she would enjoy it. Two, I really wanted people to meet her, to hear her laugh. Like, she's she's funny. And, well, that was our first opportunity, too, to meet her husband. Right. I definitely didn't have any expectations going in that because I didn't know how that was all going to... Because I'm not really part of, she's not my girlfriend too. Like that's his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Which is again, totally a different path than where I, like I said, when we started this conversation, I had a lot of questions. The more and more they talked, the more the questions built. He would never be opposed to me being involved sexually with them Mm -hmm. in any capacity. Because I mean, (laughs) do I really even have to give a reason why it's Hello. Hello. He's not opposed to it. I'm not, I don't think she would be opposed to it. My biggest thing is confirm. Okay. That's (laughs) so my biggest thing is that I like, this is a whole new headspace for us, for him, for me. And I don't want to influence either sexually or emotionally or mentally any kind of journey that he might be on. If that makes sense. It it makes a ton of sense actually. But also if we're all kind of sharing, like, who am I going to talk shit to him about? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. right now, sometimes I can be like, you know, did you hear what he just said? Wasn't that so fucking stupid? And she jumps in and will say, yes. Why did you just say that? That was stupid. So, like, I have a buddy. Again, you know what I mean? I, this, but nope. if we're all in a thing together, like, where am I going to talk shit to? Because then it's a, I don't know. I got, and I like our relationship. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to influence his poly journey. Okay. I just kind of want to be supportive of it, I guess. Quite possibly one of the most unselfish things I've ever heard. Uh, so. I don't know though. I think it's probably somewhere if you dig into like my supervillain brain, there's probably some weird underlying thing like, oh, she wants to control. I don't know. But yeah, I don't want to. She's not going to see that side of me. <laughs> right. Like if it, if this is a, I mean, if this is a journey and this is something we're really going to do and it. I mean, it. he's doing it. I just don't want to influence it in, in a negative way or in a way that might alter his, like a butterfly effect you, you thing. You don't want to make her like the way you eat her pussy more. Well, than also, that. yeah, like, right, I don't yeah. want to be Mrs. Steal Your Girl, but yeah. like, pff, bro, no, you could. I'm sorry. <laughs> just saying. Man. <laughs> She'd always talk about it. She'd be sending flowers. Remember no. that time? We should do that again. <laughs> <laughs> then it's, uh, we should do that all the time. You should sit over there. Oh, you're not going to be home? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to go to girls' I'm trip for the today. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So again, I stick with that unselfish thing. That's good. Yeah, I, mean, um, I guess. I guess. So you guys go to the club. Mm-hmm. What I picked up on your podcast and then further confirmed here. Mm. This was not a typical Mr. Silver Fox night at the party. Um, No, not really. He, I mean, because he had her there, they were almost kind of together, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And then they disappear to the room, and that's the last we see of them that night. And I want to say that they actually went to bed, and I stayed up and... Like hung out and socialized a little bit you after that. Mrs. Silver Foxed it. Yeah, I did Mrs. Silver Fox. I do Mrs. Silver Fox things. Oh, I didn't see them because they didn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that arch nemesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that party. What was that party? That was a crazy night. <laughs> I had I mean, a lot of fun. Here. I was very gay that, that night for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually I had to tuck them in and be like, you guys have to go to bed. <laughs> my, my tongue's tired. This is a lot. And it, no, I just felt like she was just going to keep going forever. And bless her heart, she was hot. But it was like four hours. Well done. God bless, oh. God bless a pillow princess. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mr. Silver Fox mentioned that upon introducing Lily to your swinger friends at the SD party, Mm -hmm. he felt a bit like they were offended that he had this girlfriend, that he was somewhat saying something to them by having a girlfriend, meaning as if they were not enough for him, that he had to go out and get this girlfriend. What was your sense of that experience? Oh gosh, he didn't tell me he felt like that. 
That's what he told us. That's kind of terrible. totally what I picked up too. Just based on the next day they left and you guys didn't do much of anything. Yeah. And then went to bed very early and then left first thing the next morning and really haven't been back since. Yeah. We did kind of sneak out of there a little bit. I guess I didn't notice any of that, but also I was kind of removed from it. Mm -hmm. Um, When we were all in a circle together, if somebody hadn't been introduced, I'd jump in and make an introduction, but I didn't, I didn't really sense that from anybody, but I wasn't looking for it either. And it wasn't me that it might've been directed to. And everybody always kind of treats me the same. Plus after like 12 beers, I really give zero fucks what people think of me. Fair enough. Yeah. Like at that point you can talk to my beer belt because I'm not hearing it. (laughs) I'm just not. So from that moment on, how do you see the lifestyle has been for you guys? I think it's kind of the same. The lifestyle separately from them. I feel like it feels the same, but part of, I don't know. I struggle. I struggle to want to do as much stuff and I'm, it's not entirely him and their relationship. Mm -hmm. Part of that is what I have in the person that I'm seeing on the side is like, I don't want to say it feels like enough. Cause like you can never have enough. You know what I mean? I love to meet new people. I love to go places, but it seems like when big events happen, I can't do anything anyway. So at this point I feel very fulfilled by the sexual relationship I have on the side. Also the big draw for me to go to every single thing. I think I just kind of burn out over Halloween and now I'm like, well, we've been there. Yeah. And it's like, we have this thing and this thing. So if we don't want to go do that thing, I don't think that's a big deal because we can still go hang out with our special friends or hang out with each other or whatever. I think that's, I'm doing the same thing. Okay. Kinda. So you both have kind of turned it down a little. Uh, yeah. Cause like the last party we went, um, we took a unicorn to not Lily, but a unicorn that's really not for us. We kind of noticed that you gifted a unicorn to somebody that wasn't us. And this is now two couples that we've interviewed that gift unicorns, but whatever. Okay. Cool. You weren't even at <laughs> that party. First of all, first of all, you weren't even at that party. It was her first adventure. I'm so really good at being first. <laughs> I know that about you too. Damn it. Damn it. Well, Oh so man, a gifted unicorn know. first experience? Yeah. Boy, oh. that's like, ooh, I think I found a bucket list item for I you. Think, and buddy. I feel like you have to set up like candles by the door <laughs> yep. and wear some kind of white gown and present <laughs> her to him. Like, special. here it is. Take yeah. notes, people. Sir, Take notes. You're fine. There may be unicorn. an altar involved. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> My gosh, I hope there's knife play. <laughs> I love you. Responsible <laughs> knife play. That was Consensual. my Consensual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So where do you see it going from here then? I mean, I like what we're doing. I think we're both kind of learning and exploring in our relationships. I still really want like a consistent energy exchange with a female that's more than just physical energy exchange. I would like something deeper. I don't know what that looks like for me, but I don't think I'm capable of having it with a male. I don't know that I have that capacity. I don't know if I have the capacity to have it with a female. I almost know for certain I don't have that capacity to to love another man. I barely Mm -hmm. love the one I have. No. (laughs) No, no, that's not true. That's not true. But yeah, I, that's something I would like to explore also. But beyond that, I don't I don't know that I really have expectations. I'm just kind of very go with the flow. Just go with the flow and see yeah. what happens next. To a fault. Let's wing yeah. it. See what happens. Now, see, the way that I was envisioning this was that I totally could see him taking a step back from the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I could totally see the Silver Fox Swing Set podcast becoming the Fox Tales. And where you just come back every week and go, well, here's what I just did. And that's the first moment that he gets to hear your stories. And you just, you go out, do your thing and come back and go, here's this, here's this. And I mean, that's a that's- clever spinoff, but let me tell you, I can barely commit to once a month. <laughs> barely. And I don't know if you know this, but we skipped a month. And why? Because I was too drunk and too lazy. And he kept saying, let's record, let's record. And I would say, why don't we do something else? That's not that. And that's what we did. Yeah. I noticed, and I was going to blame the girlfriend, but okay, we can blame you. No, no. It's, I mean, it's me too. I, I noticed there was a gap, and then the, 
gap got filled in later as to what was happening yeah, during yeah. that gap. It's but, all, well, yeah. October, we were hoeing out. That's yeah. just, October's so freaking busy. It's over now, though. Now, once Christmas is over, shit's going to go get down. back to it. All right. <laughs> all that swinger stuff I'm, is going to happen all over I'm the place. Looking forward to seeing which direction that goes. Me too. I'm very intrigued by the whole situation. <laughs> and I will say the way that I presented things in my head are much different. And I'm very intrigued at the different angle okay. at which things are. And I kind of like the direction that it's going. Okay. Because I was a little worried the other way. I like that you're both doing your thing with the support of the other. Sure. And still knowing that that number one is still the number one main priority. Oh gosh. Yeah. There's, and, I mean, there's and no that's question. That's what's amazing about you guys. The selflessness and the joy that you each bring and oh, the shit that you each put up with. <laughs> that part. Okay. I'll give you that. That's, we really do. It's a lot. But no, seriously. I mean, it takes a lot to go, you know what? I, I really don't want to snuggle you. Go find another bitch to do that. Oh my God. Yes. And you know I was what? so excited when I found out she was a cuddler. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And they'll cuddle up on the couch together and like pet each other. And I'm over on the computer editing photos like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Matt. That's not my, that's not my love language. Like I'll take it a little bit in like aftercare, but even that's like, oh God, it's your fucking sweaty skin I off. Totally me. picture that out of you. <laughs> I'm very, ugh. Just get off of me. I see that. So let's talk a little bit about your boyfriend or your unboyfriend. Unboyfriend. How did you meet? <laughs> this is embarrassing. My teenager wants to be more social. Yeah. So we made him pick a bunch of social activities because he's hermit. And he decided that one of his activities was going to be D&D. So I talked to a couple of buddies that played D&D and I have like a sub in California that plays a lot of D&D. So he like sent me all the handbooks and I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> so we get all this stuff together and I joined a Facebook group for D&D people in my area and saw that a guy had posted about, you know, does anyone know where a beginner can get in? My son and I, blah, blah, blah. It was from like six months prior. So I reached out and commented on the thread and asked, did you and your son ever find a campaign? I'm on the same journey with mine right now. And he asked if he could message me and he did. And we just were, honestly, we were talking about D&D. He was going to DM, I was going to host because we have the space for it. And the kids got some other nerdy friends that we could get involved, <laughs> blah, blah. Well, here's what they don't tell you about having your teenager be in D&D. You can't just drop off your kid to go D&D. It's involved. I don't know if you guys know that. Not no, I a don't. fucking clue. No. <laughs> so if the kid wants to play D&D, I have to play fucking D&D. So this is much different than Stranger Things. They don't, the, the parents are gone. Here's Stranger what they don't tell you. Yeah. Where's the parents? It's because you can't just, the kids can't just, you don't drop them off at a club to go D&D. There's no D&D club because all these whores are running around with sex clubs. That's why. That's not why. Um, so yeah, so I have to be part of it too. So we started talking about D&D and then I slipped that I had the handbook and stuff already from my sub in California. And then I corrected and said what I meant was friend. And at that point he was like, okay, he's like, let's have a conversation about that. I'm not a sub. Like, I hope you don't think you can talk to me like, but like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, that's, that's not, not that's for. not why I'm talking to you. That's not. Then from there I was like, well, in the spirit of full transparency, like my husband and I are swingers. So I don't know what you're into, but I think you're hot. And he was like, <laughs> oh, cool. Like I've been jerking off for three or four days thinking about my nose halfway up your ass. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. So let's, uh, so yeah, it just kind of went from there where I had to talk to Mr. Silver Fox. Like, Hey, here's how I'm talking to this guy right now. He's not lifestyle. He's mostly monogamous. I think I want to fuck this dude and play D and D with him. So <laughs> if that's cool. Now, if you'd have told me five years ago, I'd be balancing. I was just about D &D, to say, wow. okay. <laughs> building a D and D character with like a, all this shit. You gotta, it's not just a, it's not Candyland. You don't just pick a freaking thing and go. It's as, oh, it's, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. So we have, uh, you know, we're involved in all this. It's it's a lot. Anyways, if you have told me I would be bouncing that and a sexual awakening at the same time, I'd have been like, <laughs> ah, no, I, neither of those is happening for me. And here I am fucking doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay. That's how they met. <laughs> 
You thought it was going to be a way hotter story, didn't you? No, actually, I really didn't. That was better than any story I could have thought of. What was his reaction to you wanting to play this new game? Playing D&D? No. Or... <laughs> Roll the dice you want. Um, Well, we had already been in discussions about hall passes. You Mm -hmm. know, it was something we kind of tossed back and forth. What is a hall pass? How do you earn a hall pass? Is a hall pass a one-time thing? Is it because the rules at events are different? The rules at clubs are different. The rules at house parties are different. You know, everything's kind of fluid and ever-changing and has a different set of standards. So the hall pass thing was already sort of whatever. And when I said, I really want to fuck this dude, he's like, okay, well, I want to meet him. I just want to meet him. As most husbands say. Oh, right. Let me meet the guy. Yeah, <laughs> cool. I mean, let me just sit down and meet the guy. guy. Yeah, the guy came over and sat down in our living room, and I think they might have had a beer or something. How out. did Wait, that Yeah, go? I was going to say, well, how'd that conversation go? With I don't know. I actually was training for my new job. And when I left for that, as I'm talking to said vanilla single monogamous guy on the phone, D&D guy, <laughs> I'm like, get the shit figured out this week because when I come home from Columbus, I want to reconnect with my husband and then we're fucking. I've had <laughs> enough of this. We, we've flirted long enough. It was like four months. It became another month before we made the time to make it even happen. Wow. Which is a drastic difference from Mr. Silver Fox and Lily hanging out two, three times a week. Yeah, I see my special friend about once a week. Okay. That relationship that him and I have is much different than the one that Mr. Silver Fox and Lily have. What's the difference? I think it's the openness to emotion. Also, in the spirit of full disclosure, typically, sexually, I'm very alpha, very aggressive, very... Like Your I'm, shirt currently says dirty slut. It does. So. It really does. <laughs> um, in a lot of those scenarios, I feel like I'm the boss applesauce. I like having that lead. Um, Mr. Silver Fox. I can actually feel the moisture from Nessa's jeans right, like <laughs> yeah. literally from four feet away. <laughs> you have found her second love language. I <laughs> Listen to her argue and fight. Yeah. I, I do. I tend to be pretty well, you dominant. You are in new shape. <laughs> But I don't like I don't do that with Mr. Silver Fox because we're both kind of alpha. And instead of fighting each other for who's the boss, we just sort of stay in our own lane. (laughs) In that way, with other people, I like to have control in every job I have. I take leadership roles where, again, I can be in control or I have creative control. This is my first adventure in letting someone dom me. Oh, so we have a different kind of relationship. Interesting. Then. He's your, he's your uh, little dungeon master. I uh, got you. Yeah, that and that's yeah. Honestly, okay. yeah. So we're exploring those kind of things, which you know, Mr. Silver Fox isn't really into. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of been vetting for that. Interesting for a long time. It seems like both of you had exactly that little. I don't want to call it a missing piece. Yeah, but but something that we wanted that we would know when we saw it mm-hmm. or felt it. And, and it perfectly fell into both your laps in honestly, such a weird I know, way. I know. It really kind of did. So, yeah, like once a week I go and get beat up and have to lay at home with frozen peas between my legs for a day or two. And <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's a really good time. It's a good time. <laughs> so, that episode left me with questions not just about the girlfriend scenario. You guys were at an event. And he described your sexual interaction with another female as a fight fuck. And I need way more fucking details than you guys give on your podcast. (laughs) And again, I want to remind you, I can edit and cut things out. No, no, I don't care. I'm I'm, going to sit back and let you go. I'm not ashamed. I'll tell that story all day. There was a gal there. Okay, Freddy Krueger, mega hot. No clue where she came from. I kind of was after her sort of a little bit for a pretty good amount of time. She had a friend that was there that was really just cock blocking everything. I don't think we talked about the friend, but she was the worst friend on earth. She tried to ruin everything. So by the time we finally were able to connect where I was like, listen up, like now's the time I want to have sex with you. I don't give a shit what your friend says. She can fucking come to if she wants to. I'm not fucking her, but she can watch. (laughs) So me and this girl start going down the hallway and the friends, where are you going? I said, we're going to go fuck. You can come watch if you want to. And she did. So I was shit faced at this point. What? Sorry. 
shit-faced and wearing like seven inch latex boots and you've seen those boots those boots make me a fucking different person believe it those (laughs) boots if i wore those boots with a pair of suspenders and like a pair of power pants i would be fucking unstoppable (laughs) unstoppable that's why i don't wear them together i don't trust myself (laughs) so anyway we get too much power yeah so we get back there I thought that I was undressed for this whole thing, but according to Mr. Silverfox, I left my inmate jumpsuit on the whole time, and every time she tried to get into it, I zipped it back up. I thought it was off, because I had really cute lingerie on underneath, but apparently nobody saw it. We get in there, we're making out a little bit, and I put my hand around her throat, and I told her I wanted her to sit on my face. And she fucking laughed at me, and (laughs) looked at me in a kind, and was like, oh, that's so cute. Do you always just bring girls into playrooms and you just grab them by the neck and they do what you want? And I'm like, first of all, bitch, hold my beer. Second of all, (laughs) I'm literally have a hand around her throat while she's talking shit to me. And that's never really happened to me before. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on right now. And she was like, I'm a dom. And I was like, watch this. So (laughs) I remember having her in a couple different headlocks between like the latex boot thigh grab and flipping her because she flipped into a decoration and people were worried it was going to break. And then apparently we flipped over onto the mattress next to us on another guy. So then at the next party, I had to find that guy and apologize. Like, Hey, my husband says that I flipped a girl into you and your lovely wife in the playroom at that place where we were. So I'm really sorry. He still won't talk to me. So apparently I did that, but it went on for a long time. There was a lot of slapping and choking. And I feel like I got fish hooked in my mouth to be very clear. Yeah. My bottoms never came off. None of that really. She ever actually sit on your face at least. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. I mean, there were, there were points in that interaction where I had her panties and everything else like ripped to the side. I know, I know that I ate her pussy at some point, but I don't, I don't know if she sat on my face. I swear I can totally see Quentin Tarantino coming out of retirement to film the scene. It was, (laughs) it was beautiful. The parts I remember were really lovely. But then, and I thought I remembered everything really well, but when I said something about my outfit and he said, too bad no one saw what was underneath, suddenly it was like, oh shit, hang on. Was I not mostly naked for that? Good for me. I mean, I guess, but what a waste. But now I can still wear that outfit to something else underneath and people are going to be like, oh my God, I've never seen that. I'm like TLC in this bitch. So, yeah, the parts I remember were great. Okay. I'll never see that girl again, probably. She was a nice girl. Her friend was a dick. There it is. There's the real truth. Two. Here's what you won't hear on the Silver Fox swing set, <laughs> where I don't say mean shit. <laughs> sure you don't. Freddy Krueger friend, you suck. Now, was this a pair of unicorns, or what was going on here? It's not clear what any of them were, except she was just a hot single gal, and her friend was looking out for her. Sit over there and look. Yeah, sit over and look. And she did. She watched for a little bit and then she left. Mr. Silver Fox stayed for the whole show. Good. So, I mean, he's my biggest fan. <laughs> he's my biggest support. Can confirm. He always cheers for me. It's so great. <laughs> Arch Nemesis. The newest the one? The new one. Oh, fuck. So embarrassing. I have never... <laughs> I've never heard a story like that. that I could not believe, as it was happening, I could not believe what I was even, and he was laughing so hard. He's so darling. He was laughing the whole way through it and thought like that we were all buddies. So to catch everyone up, (laughs) you find a couple that you are very interested in. In her. In her. And you are taking her back to a room. We are kinetically in motion to go to the room an elevator ride away from vaginal bliss in my mouth in and around my mouth and he stops you to boost you up just to let this nice young lady know what wonderfulness had yeah Yeah. to come yeah (laughs) yes yeah and he says if you go off with her your pussy is going to be so swollen which that's fair. Sometimes, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like I've had, yeah, yeah, I've had dudes sometimes be like, I'm going to make your pussy swollen. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so that kind of was like, okay, uh, you know, all right, thanks, bud. Great. And she kind of had a face, but maybe she wasn't 
But he could tell. Uh, but we're still on board. Maybe that didn't help enough. Yeah, no, we're still maybe, on board. Maybe I need to just give you just one. Just let's take it a step further. A little further. extra boost just to make sure. And said that in the morning it would burn when she went pee. <laughs> and as they're walking away, he is saying something to the effect of like, you're going to need a wheelchair. And it's just, they're already at this point gone. And I'm, I'm looking okay. at him. Like, bro, what? And he's like, oh, my God, that was so funny. Kind of slaps me on the shoulder like, good game, sport. (laughs) No. We will come back to this. And instantly just just walked away. Was like, okay, we're not. I have to find this girl and this guy. It took me another hour to find them and have a conversation with them that what he was saying was not accurate. (laughs) And I was like, uh, you know, in addition, here's what I'm looking for. Literally a pillow princess and a cuck. I'll facilitate you guys fucking, but I'm indisposed. So I'm in no mood for it, but I will eat your pussy, madam. That's all I want. So even if the things he's trying to say are true, it <laughs> won't even happen. Cause like, I'm not nothing. We're not, I'm doing it. Too, so none of that is true. And it worked. It worked. So yeah. Okay. I mean, we had a great time. See, it gave, it gave and them for the record. I'm not going to make anybody's freaking pee burn okay. for the love of Pete. <laughs> Good God. For clearing that. So, but at the last party, that we attended when we went for the Christmas party and took the unicorn. He was there and I spotted him from across the dance floor and made like a, you know, my eye, your eye, I'm watching you. And he was kind of turned to the side in like a sneaky way and turned towards me and had a shirt on that said arch nemesis. (laughs) He had a shirt made. Now, was this before the podcast came up where he, no, no, it was, was... he had just heard it. I messaged his wife earlier that week and was like, make sure he listens because he gets a special shout out for being my arch nemesis. And then he wore the shirt. I've never wanted great. That would have been, had he been going for that and knew he was going to get that title and had that shirt made and said, nailed it, bitch. (laughs) That's even, uh, even then him doing that. Like I've never wanted to fight and fuck somebody so bad in one instant. I was like, going to say, you, but did it work? I'm like, oh, you're clever. That's hot. No, it didn't work because oh, it was another weekend. And guess oh, what's wrong with me? Okay. Uh, there's a party. I'm not having any sex at it. Uh, great. Love it. Love it. I've tried to get them to just switch their weekends mm-hmm. by two weekends just to be safe. Because right. if they switch at one and then I, you know, I something happens. And then I'll so set all oh, that last weekend would have been fine. Fuck. Right. Exactly. She said she'd think about it, but she didn't mean it. <laughs> she, didn't. she was just trying to placate me. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Sometimes people she's say probably like, to try I, to could you me imagine if she could fuck too during these? Oh my imagine, god! Imagine, <laughs> imagine if she minute. did more than just eat pussy at every party she went to. I do others. I'm not a one trick pony. <laughs> damn it! You suck a damn good dick too. Oh, I'm just thank saying. you. Uh, I appreciate that. You say the nicest things. I do. I really do. <laughs> I love the way that this actually went because I know if I had questions the way I did that most of the people listening are going to have a shit ton of questions. Yeah. So I I think we straightened out a lot of the, oh, wait, this isn't, oh, this is, I I like the way that this chapter got closed. Okay. I'm very happy about how that went. All right. Well, if you're happy, I'm happy. I'm always happy. That's my thing. That's my thing. I like being happy. (laughs) Don't get all hallmarky on me. So, G, did you get all of your burning questions answered? I cannot tell you how much better I feel after this whole discussion with her. I don't know if she really answered all the questions, but she kind of put a lot of my questions to bed. Correct. Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't know if my questions were more concerns or, oh, fuck, I see this going horribly wrong. And then hearing her side of things and not just the lovey-dovey, everything's perfect moment from the other two Mm kind of made me go, all right, I I see where this is. and okay, we're not in as dangerous waters as I thought we once were. When we heard it on the podcast, we were surprised. And then when we saw Mr. Silverfox and Lily walk in here, the vibe between them was so close and connected and they looked so happy. My red alerts were going up and I was like, oh no, this is questionable. I'm worried about this. And having Mrs. Silverfox come in and do the smoothing over in the sense of, yeah, I know exactly what's going on. I'm very aware of every part of the situation. And in fact, 
I actually encouraged it was kind of a nice calming effect for me because mm-hmm. I was in that mode of, oh, I want to protect my friends and their relationship. And this doesn't, you know, this scares yep. me. And again, you know, we started the last unzipping with this is very unfamiliar territory right. for us. We just don't know a whole lot of polyamory things. And seeing the unfamiliar play out in front of your eyes with friends relationships can be a little bit worrisome. I agree. And I think one of the things that might have added to the concern unintentionally was how incredibly nervous Lily was sitting down to talk with us and how, I don't want to say protect mode, but definitely baby stepping and being there to fill in some blanks as he was. Just seeing that protection side when you never had to see that between Mr. and Mrs. Silver Fox. He's, oh, she doesn't She can hang nothing. herself and doesn't need the, the help. Yeah. And that might have added to the, wait, this is different moment for me. Yeah. She mentions how it started off with Mr. Silver Fox having a crush early on in their lifestyle journey and how that ended badly for him. And that just made me curious. Have you ever had a crush under the lifestyle in which you either did or did not act on it and what your feelings and thoughts were on that. Because, I mean, essentially, we all kind of have to like each other before we jump in bed with each other, right? So, I but mean, you th- have to I have... I think there's a difference some- between like each other and crush. And crush, right. And I understand there's a gray area between the two, right? There's got to be essentially something that's drawing you to somebody. And that's where a crush usually starts before you start learning about a person. And then you're like, ooh, I really, really like them. And then it becomes more of a crush. But see, as far as crush for me goes, when I picture crush, I picture the hard eyes emoji and the, oh my gosh, I really want to spend some time with that person. Okay. And outside of, yeah, I'd love to see somebody bang you or, ooh, that'd be hot to watch the two of you together. Or even, hey, I bet you she'd look at sucking my dick. I don't really go, oh God, I just have to spend. We have plenty of friends that I'm like, my God, I love hanging out with these people and I laugh my ass off and I have a great time. But I can't really think of a time that I've gone, gosh, it'd be great to have somebody move in with us or anything like that. Well, okay. Uh, and yeah, I understand. You're jumping from a, crush I, to moving in. That's but, a really big but that's, jump. But the thing is, and I have to go back to high school, grade school for my train of thought on crushes. No, I, of, I think for me, a crush is I frequently think about that person. I frequently want to know more about that person. I want to be somewhere in their life sharing some sort of moment with them, even if it's going out for a drink at the bar and just chit-chatting, bullshitting, or joking, or whatever, that urge to just want to be around that person or want more of that person around you. During our lifestyle journey, I have not had that moment happen once. Okay. I was just curious. And now, if that happened, if you had noticed that you were developing somewhat of a crush on somebody, where do you feel the boundary is for that? I don't know if I'd be comfortable with it, to be completely honest. So cutting it off, not playing, I think I would go, okay, next couple. And kind of get myself out of that situation. And I agree. We use the lifestyle and our lifestyle experiences to enhance our relationship. And Mm -hmm. if it's enhancing only one of us, if it's only doing something for one of us, then it's not going to work. I agree completely. So I feel like that would be a situation that we just have to take a step back from and say, "Eh, this is not a good idea. And I don't know how I'd feel about (laughs) you having a crush on somebody and how far I'd be all right with that going. Because then the question comes for what I like to get out of the lifestyle in the sense of seeing you or hearing about you with someone else. Mm -hmm. If you're that into somebody that you're crushing, are you going to be that open to sharing all those details with me? Yeah, it changes every scenario, really. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put this on my, my bucket list at all, to be completely honest. I don't think I'd even put the idea of a girlfriend in this scenario anywhere near my list, much less bucket list. So it's funny you say that you can't even really picture a girlfriend because on our way here to record this, we kind of started discussing this and I know we cut ourselves off because we wanted to, you know, be <laughs> fresh for the that air. But, talking um, rather abruptly in that conversation. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was a don't even fucking talk about that, but go ahead. But we started saying, could you imagine if this was a scenario in our life? Could you imagine if I had a girlfriend? And I knew immediately in my head that I don't think it would work for us because immediately in my head, and I even said this out loud, was I feel I would be privileged to wife moments where I'm the wife. 
I get that and nobody else gets that. That's how I want it. And if another woman were to come in and get those parts of you or mm-hmm. to be able to share that with you, I would get really upset. That would really hurt me. I have no doubt about that. When Mrs. Silver Fox talked about that moment in time when you get home from work and you're first seeing each other and you get that chance to just unload on each other from your day and they have this time frame of 15 minutes. We're going to unload for 15 minutes and then we're done and now we're going to move on with our day and just be happy people. For her to say, we got our 15 minutes of unloading. Now he's happy, go lucky, but now he's spending the next however many minutes sharing his happy parts mm-hmm. with this other person and I could see how that would would be really irritating because it's like I'm the wife I put in the work I made you happy now let me get the happy one (laughs) now let me have yeah what I've earned I would be a very difficult primary partner to have a secondary partner too because I would just feel that I'm entitled to a b and c and and that would knock out i agree (laughs) and that would knock out a lot of opportunities for secondary relationship to have those moments when mrs silver fox talked about she doesn't want to alter or ruin mr silver fox's journey i was like uh i'm not worthy i'm not worthy like holy mackerel mind blown. I can't even imagine being that type of person that I can just be like, yeah, I'm going to step aside. You need this in your life and I'm going to let you have your journey and just go with it. And I don't want to bring up her side piece on boyfriend thing yet either. But the fact that he's also like, yeah, that's some shit that I don't want to do either. So you go ahead and fill that void. And they're both like, it's cool. Yeah. We still love each other. We still, at the end of the day, we're together Yeah, and we reconnect and we do all this. Yeah. I'm not going to do that shit. So go ahead. Yeah. One story that she told us that we didn't record when they went to the zoo. Well, Mr. Silver Fox wanted to go to the zoo with their kid. And she's like, fucking take your girlfriend. Cause I don't want to go to the zoo. <laughs> I'm not a zoo person. <laughs> and Lily loves the zoo. And it was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And yeah. they got to go off and have their day. There's fucking pictures of them on their mantle with this shit. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I could have you going off with somebody else, taking these pictures and being out in public, tra-la-laing with somebody (laughs) else that I no, I want you to tra-la-la with me. Yeah, I feel that. But on the other hand, I did start thinking, well, gee, if I'm just like not feeling up to it, go see your girlfriend. That's cool. You're talking sexually. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, like, okay, I don't need it right now, but if you wanted go ahead i got a headache so it's like code word to see your girlfriend for us i'm more like we need like a live-in girlfriend that's there for (laughs) both of us one that can help you with everything you want done be it chit chat watch a show with or whatever laundry yeah and yeah laundry (laughs) bonus dishes and you name it but then you know what don't really want to jerk off tonight and you're like yeah i don't really want to fuck tonight well (laughs) bring out the gimp i guess i don't know what (laughs) Yeah, that's two Quentin Tarantino <laughs> comments you've made. I, I think I am going to tag saying. him in this episode in hopes that some people listen in and somehow this gets back to him. I don't know. Their communication. Spot on it or was excellent. unfucking believable And that he's checking in going, hey, are we good? Am I crossing a line? Do you need more of me? Are you good? Do I need, do you still need less of me? And then checking with her. Hey, is your husband cool with this? Mm-hmm. And then her with her on boyfriend going, hey, here's my time that I can deal with you. Fit it in here. Right. And that they're aware of building a schedule to make this work. Yeah. But at the same time, I also have a feeling they're fluid enough that, eh, you know what, right now I need you here. Cool. Put this on pause and they have no problem doing it. And that communication is phenomenal with them. Well, and time is just so limited in general. You know, once you work a full-time job and you take care of children and all that, you you really don't have a ton of time to be divvying up between people. So to have that work out for them, which works for everyone in this scenario, it's pretty amazing. It really is, especially when you go into it with absolutely no expectation. Right. And now you have to make all these different concessions to figure out how to work it all in. But if you're not expecting anything and you still figure this shit out that smoothly... Well, that's what I'm saying. I say you walk in, no expectations, and now here you are. You got a girlfriend, an unboyfriend, an extra child of the girlfriend coming over. That seems like a lot to juggle in my mind. Everything melding perfectly. <laughs> it's know? like perfect jigsaw puzzle that you open the box and like half the pieces are already, already together. put it's together. Like, cool. Got this one. <laughs> and the only ones that aren't are like the edge pieces. So, <laughs> so it's even easier. I'm good at the edges. <laughs> 
What did surprise me when I said, why don't you guys all three play together? Was her main reason was, well, who am I going to talk shit to about him if we start fucking? And now I can just keep her as my friend that I talk shit about my husband to. And then she talks shit to me about my husband and we ha ha ha. (laughs) What? Which I think if you were sleeping together, wouldn't it be easier to talk shit with? (laughs) I don't know. And then the question comes, does Mr. Silver Fox bitch about Mrs. Silver Fox to her? Or is she like, don't fucking talk about my girl that way. Right. And I still think it's, I don't want to be Miss Delia girl, but <laughs> I'll That's let her say whatever it really what it is. is. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she I knows full that. well that half an hour alone with her. And it's like, well, I mean, you were fun, dude, but. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can we bring your wife in tonight? <laughs> Sorry, we thought you would be home. <laughs> All right, so we've talked enough about Lily. Now the unboyfriend. The unboyfriend. Fucking D and D, really, really. We we <laughs> meet our your- our dungeon master Dom stud at fucking D and D. Hey, <laughs> no judgment here. Looking at the kids from Stranger Things, you would not picture. Oh yeah, here comes my stud dungeon master who's gonna put me in my place and to fucking put her in her place. That. That takes That's a certain a... Uh, personality. However, I frequently hear, I'm I'm pretty much of a submissive person in the daytime and in the bedroom. I, I don't change personalities too much. Sure. I would agree that you're very submissive, yes. But I frequently hear that a lot of people who have a day job or in their day-to-day life are very dominant in their personalities and are outspoken or have leadership roles. They tend to very much enjoy taking on a submissive position in the bedroom because Mm -hmm. that allows them to turn that off for a given amount of time. So it doesn't surprise me that she found somebody with which she can be submissive and turn that part of her off because I can tell that it is very much inherent in her. Oh, her desire doesn't surprise me. Her randomness of where she found. Where she found He found his girlfriend on a poly positive app. She found her unboyfriend looking for a Dungeons and Dragons group for her kid. Is it really that different though? Because she was able to share with the unboyfriend a part of herself that was true to who she is. She's a mom and she cares about her son. And here is a side of me that I'm letting you see. Also with uh, Mr. Silver Fox, he got a chance to share with Lily parts of him that most people don't really see right off the bat, at least swinger wise. I love that everything's working so smoothly for them. And I feel so much better about the whole situation. Because when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's no fucking way. And now that I see they both kind of have their thing, they're both getting all their little holes satisfied, if you will. (laughs) I'm no longer worried. I think it's fantastic. I love it. And I'm happy as shit for them. And they all seem very content with the choices that they've made up to now. And, you know, the only sad thing is that we probably won't be seeing them too often. She did say after the new year, they were going to bring it out. Yeah, so I challenge to see, or I'm I'm eager to see if they continue down this path or if they kind of push this to the side for a little bit. Because I could kind of see in Lily that she has some curiosities about the lifestyle mm-hmm. and isn't done toying with that yet. All right, enough Hallmark bullshit with those, th- with those three or four or however many there are right now with them. I want to talk about the fuck fight. <laughs> I... The fuck fight scares me. Fuck that. I <laughs> desperately want to see someone toss you around a room like that and just you kind of be like, no, stop. But really mean, yes, more. And <laughs> well, see, just, I think I think a fuck fight only works when you have two very dominant personalities. I think that's what made that work. Where but was- as I picture you, it's more of another girl just being like, I'm going to have my way with you. And you're like, oh, no, stop, girl, stop, please. And then just. But yes, more girl, please. And the idea of you just kind of scurrying away and her chasing you down and holding you down and taking you was sexy as fuck. Okay. Well, just you saying. keep that in your I have a couple of friends that would take care of that for me. I know it. <laughs> I know. And you'd enjoy it when they do it. So I'm not too worried. I'm just not wanting to be like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yes. Yes, yes please. Yes. yes. Oh, stop. Wait. Don't stop. Don't stop. Sorry. Sorry, G. God. <laughs> Scene over. I'm enjoying. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) And finally, the arch nemesis. Oh, my goodness. I just have no words. I swear my 
when we heard the story on the podcast the first time, my jaw was on the floor. When I heard it again, when she retold it, I was still shocked. I felt much better that she found them, explained he was fucking around, and she got and to she go ahead and her, close yeah, the deal there. Yeah, yeah, she still got her fun, but still, I'm like, wow. My only downside to the large amounts of group play that we're doing right now, especially with Echo and Falcon at the moment, is that... We can't walk up to Echo and Falcon talking to a couple and drop these lines because I think that would be fucking hilarious as they're in the process of closing and hit that way. When she said this, I was like, do we have any friends who would do this to us or any friends that we would even consider doing this to? Can't even, I can't imagine doing it to our friends. And not even that they don't have the sense of humor. They totally have the sense of humor for it. I just don't even think I could do it. She said he was laughing through the whole thing. I don't even think I could get the words out. <laughs> like I would be dying before it even came out of my mouth. I, I was like, no, no, just, give this just go. Have fun. Just, I can't even. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking I don't think I could even be remotely serious about it. Maybe we just go. No, we're just kidding. We just wanted to get in here too. Let's all go. <laughs> that was our end. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us for a hump day. Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.